This isn't Match of the Day, and I'm not Danny Murphy. I'm Jim, and this is On the Left Side. Oh my word! The first Teenage World Cup final goal since Pele himself! Hello, I'm Jim, and welcome to the very last On the Left Side from Russia 2018. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel though, because although this might be the last World Cup update, we'll be back in a few weeks for the domestic football season. Click that little button in your podcasting app now. But let's crack on, shall we? It's done. It's finished. It's over with for another four years. We now know who is supposedly the greatest football team in the world and who probably won't be getting past the group stages in 2022. The answer to both is Le Blues. It could have been so different. It could have been England conceding four goals to France in the final, but instead the three Lions had to put up with a third place playoff match with as much purpose as men's nipples. Although credit where it's due, England did manage to become the first ever team in World Cup history to face only two decent teams in the tournament and lose three times to them. So it's not all bad. But whilst England were honouring their Arsenal contingent with a fourth place finish, the World Cup final delivered exactly what the tournament deserved. And after two consecutive finals ending nil-nil in normal time, we were treated to a whopping six-goal frenzy in the Russian final. But it wasn't just a final of dramatic football incidents, there was also a pitch invasion as well. Own goals won the kids pitch invasions. If you'd added in a dog on the pitch and a streaker, it would have been almost perfect. During the match, several female police officers appeared to rush onto the pitch and high-five a load of players, showing a turn of pace far exceeding anything that Phil Jones had offered in the tournament. The incident was later claimed as an act of performance protest group Pussy Riot, who took to social media to post a political message video that was somewhere between a hostage release plea and an 0898 late night chat room advert. In the video, two of the women wear police uniforms and pout at the camera, whilst the third wears a pink balaclava. You see what I mean about the 0898 thing? They say they were making a statement about Russian police corruption. The same police corruption that probably means we're not going to see any of them for a very long time. Maybe despite the new stadiums, the flashy ceremony and the big smiles from Vladimir Putin, everything isn't quite so cool in Russia after all. The game itself was an absolute belter, with France living up to their promise and Paul Pogba showing the world the player that Manchester United thought that they'd signed a couple of seasons ago. You can tell he played well, because I don't think anyone even mentioned his haircut. Except Patrice Evra. Respect him! Why are you talking always bullshit about my brother? Respect him! I can't wait to get back to England with the trophy! I swear, I will do the same hair! Respect my brother! Respect him! He really does love this game. Although I really want Pogba now to go out and get something ridiculous done with his hair now, just so Evra has to go and get the same do. I mean, more ridiculous than his usual haircut, if that's possible. Mm -hmm. Just imagine how angry Graham Souness would get about all that. <laughs> it was Pogba that took centre stage after the match as well, as he celebrated with the French Prime Minister and tried to teach him how to dab. It was a moment that made me glad that England didn't get to the final of the World Cup. 
The thought of Theresa May trying to dance with Jesse Lingard, who would just be too much. She probably fucked that right up too. I'm sorry. And it was a moment of football meets politics that may well have been my personal highlight of the World Cup. And it came from an Englishman, Gary Neville, using his BBC platform during the trophy presentation for some scathing political analysis. And it's been the greatest tournament I've ever seen. It's been unbelievable. You see, you know, Putin's there. He's got obviously a horrible reputation. He might not be a saint, the guy, but we've got a couple of muppets back home. That, you know, you think on Boris Johnson, David Davis, and those guys who just resign. They're absolute muppets, these guys. Harry Kane winning the Golden Boot is one thing, that's winning the Golden Boot, not just claiming it, but Gary Neville taking time out to call Boris Johnson and David Davis Muppets on national TV is another. Take a bow, son. Let's get him and Danny Dyer in charge of Brexit pronto. And speaking of Muppets, to round off the tournament, we need to award the very special 2018 Golden Bell. Forget the golden boot or the golden ball, this is our award to the individual who has acted like the biggest bell during the World Cup. And this year, it goes to Neymar. Whilst one wannabe goat, Kylian Mbappe, was busy showing what he can do in the final and scoring goals at the tender age of 19, another player who sees himself as the pretender to Messi and Ronaldo's crown fell somewhat short. Literally fell short. For all his rolling around on the floor ridiculousness during the World Cup, the Brazilian wonder kid and world's most expensive player gets this year's Golden Bell Award. During the tournament he spent almost 20 minutes on his ass on the turf, rather than showing off his skills like we know he can. That's nearly four minutes of every single game. His dramatics made him a great contender for the roly-poly World Championships but weren't so great on a football field. His acts of amateur dramatics prompted Eric Cantona, in his role as the Commissioner of Football for ESPN, to say this. This is my new luggage. I call it Neymar because of this. You barely touch it and it turns round and round for hours. By the way, Neymar, you are a great player and a great actor. But be careful with the continuity mistakes. If you are hit on your right shoulder, you cannot be crying in pain holding your left cheek. <laughs> and just like the Neymar that Cantona has, that luggage probably cost a whole lot more money than it's actually worth and will fall apart losing loads of its value once you try and take it abroad. I guess if you want to be a global superstar, you kind of do need to have your own move named after you. The Cruyff turn, the Ronaldo step over, Ronaldinho's Elastico, and Neymar rolling about on the floor. Tricks that children can recreate in the playground after seeing them on the TV the day before. And that will be Neymar's legacy. While kids all over France will be recreating Mbappe's winning goal for France in the final of a World Cup in Brazil, they'll be throwing themselves on the floor like they've just been shot. And for that, Neymar, you get the Golden Bell. That's it. What a World Cup it's been. Let's hope the new season can live up to what we've just had over the last month of football. We'll be back in a few weeks to make sure you don't miss any of the funny stuff that's going on during the domestic season. So make sure you have subscribed in all the right places, be it your podcasting app on YouTube or just head to 
on theleftside.co.uk and you'll find everything you need there. Now, let's get bogged down in a load of transfer rumours that aren't true for a few weeks, eh? See you soon. On the Left Side is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson. With additional technical wizardry from Sean Alsop.